that is, you know, it's fair game. Um, and so it's interesting because the last three and a half years, maybe even longer, even when he was um, campaigning, uh, since he has no sense of humor, since he has no self-awareness, since he can't deal with the, you know, White House Correspondence Center and wants Saturday Night Live investigated, um, <laughs> his, his followers uh, also react that way. So if you, uh, if I did a, a George W. Bush joke and there were George W. Bush supporters in the audience, that didn't mean that they couldn't listen to the rest of my set or that they would call out and scream at us, but they behave, the, the, the followers of Trump behave like him in the audience. They, um, here in Provincetown, they defaced my poster. I mean, I've mm. never in my life, you know, it, you really see how the leader of our country affects the zeitgeist or, and the, the, the feeling that we have, the, uh, the way we treat one another. And I write in the book about the Smothers Brothers, who were canceled, um, and they had sort of, they had crucified Lyndon Johnson and Nixon, but uh, after they were canceled, he wrote them a letter. Lyndon Johnson wrote the Smothers Brothers a letter saying, you know, look, it wasn't easy, but this is part of my job as being, you know, fodder for satire, which was what, you know, makes this country so amazing and it was my honor even though it hurt sometimes and i wish you the best now can you even imagine hmm. that happening today you know i i know that it does um you know and i i am sorry that that people thought that it was so um uh so important to to uh mess up your your billboard the way that they did but you know yeah. this this is crazy i mean we we have riots we have these these people protesting in portland now they're in their their right. what, 75th day and, and you know there are so many people uh, judy as you know that are so angry so i would much rather like you hey i'd rather people be laughing and enjoying right. life so you're talking about you know people are protesting because they can't take it anymore i mean it's like and rightly so but you know when a comedian gets on stage their goal is to make you laugh, and that's it. And when you start silencing comedians uh, for having a point of view, for trying to make you laugh, and for offending you, like if you go to a comedy club and you're upset because you got offended, that is like getting on a roller coaster and getting upset that you got scared or sick. So, you know, when you think of stand-up, which the greatest stand-ups make you think and laugh. When you think about how we have now, or not not me, but people have now taken intent, context, and nuance out of the picture um, and just decided, okay, you can't say this, you can't do that, this is not funny, we are not allowed to joke about it. Yes, we can. We can joke about it. Just make it a funny joke. Just you can joke about anything as long as it is funny. You know, when a, when a, someone murders someone and they go on trial for homicide, their there's um, sentence is determined by their intent, and yet we don't give the same uh, 
the same consideration to comics and artists and satirists, and it's ridiculous. But could it be possible, though, Judy, that that in the middle of being funny on stage, I mean, you specifically, that that maybe your funniness, maybe your your routine, uh, routine, your your, hey, you're the comic legend, not me. But could it be possible that what you're actually doing? on stage with some of the jokes, some of the stories that you tell, that you're doing it in protest, but you're Absolutely. making the protest funny. Absolutely. I mean, it is the most palatable way to protest. It is, it, you know, no matter whether or not you, you liked Obama uh, as president, you can't say he wasn't... Um, he wasn't funny. He wasn't self-deprecating. I mean, when he would get up there, you cannot not like the guy. You know, you cannot like his policies, but he was, you know, a, a humble human being. I mean, and he was right. funny. I mean, I think he was the funniest of all the presidents. I mean, he is, he could be a great comic, but this one has caused this I it's I I can't, I don't I can't even believe it. I mean, I thought we were partisan and 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 separate during Bush too. <laughs> but this is beyond. I mean, this is like cult it is a cult. It is a cult. You know, I did ask and I don't know how many of our viewers um uh on online um, and through our syndicate stations that carry the, the, uh, the audio files that we send, we welcome you by the way. Um, and thanks for tuning in. But, um, you know, I, I wonder though about this because, and Google did not get this because I specifically said, and I asked Mr. Google, I said, Hey, who is the, who is the worst president in American history? And you know what? It did not say Donald Trump. Really? Who did it say? Um, I'm trying to say it was Lyndon B. Johnson, it said, was the worst president. Oh, God. You know. And, and I was like, okay, wait a second. Who can really be worse of an occupant no of the one. White House? No one. No, Zero. I, oh, I completely agree. He has yeah. turned the, the White House into, well, let me put it politely, a whorehouse. And well, it's, you know, all our traditions and norms and... You know, right. uh, there's no dignity. There's no, I mean, taking the, the the portraits down of the presidents that preceded him who we didn't like, you know, the, we're, we can't even go anywhere anymore. Uh, our ally, we're the laughing stock. I mean, you can enjoy your money. You know, all these people, oh, it's good for the economy. You know, but there's more to this country than the economy. And right. the systemic, ra he's a racist. There's kids in cages. There's yeah. a worldwide, he lies. I mean, he's everything. He's ruining this democracy. Well, are you? A, I, I mean, Sorry. I can imitate um, uh, Trump, I guess, to a point. <laughs> um, people probably say, oh, I wish that you just wouldn't do that. Uh, but I imitate him to a point. Um, but... When I when I look at what he says and I look at his body language, and I'm no body language expert, but I can tell you that that there is something in that man that is that is so evil to the core, and from from the 
the moment that he became inaugurated um, till this very moment, he has been more of a divider than a uniter. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, that's what he lives off of. Oh, People absolutely. fight. Yeah. But, but Judy, I take it that, that you are just like most every other American that is so fed up and so tired of his bullshit. Right. I mean, how else can you well, say it? Well, first of all, you know, I feel like there's no excuse anymore. You know, there is no excuse to support someone who has no integrity, is so undignified, is a blatant liar, is, I mean, no feelings. There's no empathy there whatsoever. Uh, Pocahontas, um, you know, nasty women. I mean, it is, it's classless. It's beneath the office. Um, and, you know, it's him and we know who he is, but the people who support him, who are, or who lie for him, um, they're worse. They're, uh, they're worse because we know what he's like. He, he, the fact that you can, you know, have a daughter and, and, and support him is, I don't know, it's beyond me. So in the middle of all of this division, you know, we are the laughing stock. We have become the laughing stock, yeah. uh, Judy, mm -hmm. of every nation on this earth except for one. And we have become their puppet. Mm -hmm. That's Russia. Exactly. Uh, we're the laughing stock of Russia. I mean, come on. You think Putin's not like hysterically, you know, laughing in his office or whatever he has? Yeah. You know, if, if this whole thing, this whole, this last three and a half years, Judy, if this was a, a comic routine, it's a really bad one. It's a terrible one. Yeah. I mean, and he's not funny. I mean, he is not funny. Even George W. Bush could make fun of himself. Um, oh, he did that frequently. Guy, yeah. And this guy, no. The only, you know, every laugh he gets is at the expense of someone else. It's nasty. It's mean. And uh, he he's just, oh, he's such a disgrace. I mean, anyone else in any job would have been fired and never hired again, but not this one. So, Judy, tell me a bit about your new book that, that is now out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's called Yes, I Can Say That. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. And it's really about free speech through the perspective of a comedian. Um, and I wrote it because I was featured on a Vice News piece about college bookers telling comedians what they can and cannot say at their colleges because they're protecting students. Um, and I was the opposing viewpoint which I'm very opposed to. And then Harper Collins came to me, an editor uh, over there said, would you write a book about this? And, you know, it's really takes on this cancel culture and this idea of why, what, you know, wh what happened? You can't be uncomfortable anymore. You need a safe space. What is that? What, I mean, it's ridiculous. Every right. safe space has a door that leads to the real world. I understand that you know there there are traumas that people experience um 
and and that they don't want to be put into certain situations. But we're just comedians. We're trying to make you laugh. And a comedian is not thinking about you, your person, you personally, when they're writing a bit. And it's also this idea, oh, they went too far. We don't know where the line is until we've crossed it. And who tells us where the line is? Well, the audience. It's the only art form where you see a work in progress. You know, a painter doesn't paint right. a masterpiece and then, like, after they're about a tenth of the way done, get an audience together to tell them, like, should I put the sun here? Should I move the tree over here? Is there a bird? You know, we... We inform you as much as you inform us. So don't come to our home club and tell us, you know, we've gone too far uh, and that we should be canceled. If, if, if a songwriter you like writes a song, one song you don't like, do you decide they should never write a song again? I mean, it, why are we held to a higher standard than the president of the United States? Ugh, he's not even the president. But no, well, I, I completely agree. 100 um, percent there is um what's the word that i'm trying to use um well we know that he's a dictator but but a lot of censorship and i mean if it's not a school that's trying to censor you it's a radio station or a radio network that tries to do so or a television network um but you know uh, judy i go back with what you were talking about back to when you were on uh the world's dumbest criminals Mm-hmm. Um, that was the world's dumbest. That was yeah, the big change. World's yeah. dumbest. Um, I, yeah. We sat, we watched, I think, probably every one of those uh, uh, shows that you did back then. And, you know, I mean, here these people, just as in real life, these people are acting a fool of themselves. And right. there you were in, in the middle of it thinking, okay, well, what can I say or what can I do in a quick 15 or 20 second uh, uh, spot? What can I do to make people laugh? Right. But even with in in the 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 bowels of stupidity, you you made people laugh, and you still do, Judy. I think it's amazing. Oh, thank you. You thank you, you have oh a God. gift. I don't have that gift of making people laugh too often. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I try. I mean, what what? But back when it came to to Bush. You know, uh, his statement was, it's the, the axis of evil. It's the evildoers. Right. You know, I made so much fun of that man. Uh, it, it's comic, um, right. uh, legendary. Um, and Bill Clinton, yeah, of course, who oh didn't make God. fun of him? I didn't have sex with that woman. Right. Um, I mean, okay, everybody understands that. But now we have this man, and he takes no responsibility um, he doesn't want the responsibility of the, he just wants the, the title is what he right. wants. Um, oh, he wants the power. He wants the attention. He, his whole, you know, he just wants to distract and he wants right. to be, be in the news all the time. You know, that's all he wants. And then Judy, now, now here we are with, with your book and with what you had said about being censored by colleges, uh, by universities, uh, maybe, mm-hmm. Um, and now it, it's your tell-all book about it, I guess, in a way. Um, where can people get get a copy of that if they want it? Uh, anywhere. You can go to my website, judygold.com, 
And there's a bunch of uh, places where you can, you know, click on if you like indie bookstores. It's on, um, it's everywhere you buy books. And there's also the audiobook, which was uh, featured in the New York Times, New and Noteworthy. Um, so, yeah, it's if you love, if you love comedy, and if you, you know, there's a lot of history in it. Um, it it's. It's it's informative and it is really funny and I use a lot of, you know, other people's you know material as examples of why we need to laugh and why this we gotta we gotta stop this idea that we're gonna ban ideas and ban words because we know where that leads to. Well, Judy, I would love to get a copy of it and trust me, I would, but I would really, really, really want to get an autographed copy of it. Hands okay. Hands. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm a glutton for that, right? Um, yeah. But you know, <laughs> now in your career um, as as a funny lady, which you you are, um, has there been any other comic um, in your lifetime that you really looked up to, like your mentor? Well, I do. I have a whole chapter in the book about Joan Rivers because she really was my mentor. Um, and also, when you think of free speech, uh, she really embodied that. And I mean, there was Lenny Bruce and Richard Pryor and George Carlin, and they all set the stage. But she, Joan was never more relevant than when she died at 82 and was saying, you know, and always said the things that everyone was thinking and were too afraid to say. And... I think because she had five decades, uh, you know, she really had such an effect on every comic from every background. I mean, when she died, Chris Rock said, you know, this is the Mount Rushmore of comedy. And she really was. That's um, right. And brilliant. Her jokes were brilliant. You might have said she was... Oh, that you can't say that. That's nasty. But you laughed anyway. You know, the, there's this idea when I was talking to Gilbert Godfrey when I was interviewing the book, you know, there are so many jokes where you laugh and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be laughing at that. But you laugh. But you do laugh because yes. it's funny. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that whatever uh, issue or tragedy or anything that, that, that you're joking about, it doesn't make it worse. It is a coping mechanism. And the only time Joan ever took a joke out of her act or apologized was when Willie Nelson's daughter, she was doing a joke about Willie Nelson and smoking pot all the time. And Willie Nelson's daughter wrote to her and said, I'm getting teased in school. And she took the joke right out. Wow. Um, well, you but, know, she she was so legendary. I don't know if you know this, yeah. but when, when she had passed, they did, uh, her daughter did some sort of a of a show or some something about Joan and but they were showing the inside of Joan's apartment there in New York City and but there was one room in there that looked like a library old-timey library yeah. Rolodex and these oh, see, you know if you follow Melissa or is it Joan or Melissa she posts a joke in a Rolodex joke every single day that's where she gets uh, it from yeah, I mean, and she she had it organized. Actually, my friend helped her organize it. Yeah, oh no. she had a catalog <laughs> of 
every single joke it was under a topic she was and she was so on the edge of pop culture she knew everything she was so brilliant and relevant and important he she really was an important voice um and i really would love to know what she would be saying right now you know i was going to ask you the same question judy um i i called her um she was you know she did do celebrity apprentice and did like you know donald apparently but um she and he did help with you know her career but I spoke to her niece and her niece said uh, she would not have enjoyed the kids in cages situation. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other things that, no, but, you know, I would bet you dollars to donuts though, that, that she would come up with some legendary um, uh, slap back, slapping Donald Trump right in the face um, about it. Um, oh, you know, you know, she was biting and funny and honest you know that's the thing we tell the truth i think that's why people feel so threatened by comedians we are truth tellers you know lenny bruce was arrested for cursing but they wanted to get him on you know the fact that he was talking about segregation and you know the vietnam war and a, a, a litany of other things that that they didn't want him talking about but you know we do tell the truth and it is a threat to you know a lot of people, especially your president. Let's look at Richard Pryor a second. You mentioned right. Richard Pryor. I've always thought that he was absolutely hysterical. But back in the 70s, um, he did a, a, a uh, routine uh, of which that I, I will leave nameless because of the, of the language in it. However, uh, there was a lot of the N-word that was used, right, um, in that. But... For the day, what he was doing, yeah, it was up front and in your face. And and we can learn maybe from, from history, from what he said then, and put that into today. And it's almost a carbon copy as to what we well, have in the White House. After George Floyd was murdered, uh, the w following week, the number eight download on Spotify was a bit about... Um, uh, and versus police. And uh, it was as relevant then in 1974 than it was that it is today. I mean, it shows that nothing has changed. Thank goodness we have cameras on our phones and people can document um, what goes on every day in this country and the, the systemic racism that, you know, as a mother, you know, I, I have two white boys. But I have plenty of friends who don't, who have children of color. And I don't, I mean, just, I worry about my kids anyway. But I can't imagine having your kid go run an errand and wondering, you know, is the taillight out? Is he going to be back? You know, it's, it's so, it's so upsetting and unfair. And to have this blatant racist in the White House, you know, that Richard Pryor made people laugh and think Chappelle he's been doing stand-up and dealing with what's going on um you know you think about how important satire and humor is so many people in the aughts and you know up until a few years ago and maybe still today get got their news from Jon Stewart you know right. the Daily Show. um you know, when there's no discourse, when, you know, comedy 
opens up a Pandora's box a lot of the time and, and, and sort of forces people to talk about certain issues, just like all in the family did when I was a kid. Right. Uh, and Maud, when she, there was, I talk about her abortion episode in the, in the book that those sitcoms humanize so many issues and forced people to talk about them. Um, and they were so engaged because they were invested in those characters. Those characters were like a part of, I mean, when I think of my childhood, I think of all these sitcom characters that were just as much a part of my household as my siblings and my parents. So well, you know, when it came to Carol O'Connor, um, you know, I, I've dealt with uh, an agency that his uh, that his nephew uh, today runs, and it is a booking agency. I've dealt with him before um, mm -hmm. directly, and uh, I appreciate what what uh, what he does. Uh, however, back to to Carol O'Connor and and uh, the character that he that he portrayed back in the seventies on television. Um, you know, as as he, he portrayed himself as a racist bigot, um, very narrow minded, um, yeah. you know, uh, but you know what, with some yeah. of the lessons and, and I call them lessons, even on the Waltons, there's lessons involved on on any of these old shows that now that we think, you know, those people are so dorky, but right. But all of those old shows had a lesson in mind. Well, Today we have a lesson in mind, and our test is upcoming on November the third this year. Right, exactly. And you know what? All in the family would never get on the air today, and you needed that character of Carol O'Connor yes. to be in a situation with people who thought opposite of him, um, in order to have that conversation. You know, and I remember, wasn't it the Jeffersons? that uh, showed up yeah. on that show and and right. and carol his character archie bunker got so upset because people of color were living down the street yeah exactly and he thought I, you know i mean come on and now we have donald trump saying that 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 uh, uh please that I, the that the suburbs are, are going to crash. They're going to have low income yeah. housing, right? It's so racist. So fucking racist. Oh, you're right. Uh, Judy. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be try to find something comical. I mean, this guy, he, he is, he's a lunatic. I think a dangerous man, Donald Trump. Oh, is. Yeah. Is that, yeah. At, talk to his niece. <laughs> oh, you know, I would yeah. love to interview her. I absolutely would. I love her. She's brilliant. Um, her book, um, you know, it, it was attempted to be silenced by her uncle, um, right. which, which died what yesterday, I think he died yeah. at 72. And, you know, but it, speaking of that, with all deep respect to, uh, to, uh, Robert, uh, Trump, Donald's brother, um, it's sad that he died. But in a way, maybe Donald needs yeah. to go to the funeral and, like always, don't wear a mask. Anyway. Yeah. And um, I'd love to know what he died from. That would be something. I thought I had heard, Judy, about him that, that he was admitted to the hospital like two weeks ago uh, because of COVID or COVID symptoms. Yeah, there you go. But uh, in reality, the truth of it probably will never be known. Yep. Um. But as I remember, but suddenly the media, the news media, um, has sort of kind of forgotten those that story about two weeks ago. 
how convenient of them. But I think that's what it is, Judy. So within your book, um, you know, I think it's time, Judy, that, that, that you did write something like that. Because uh, you, of all people, you like Joan Rivers. When people tried to to to, um, uh, to censor her, you know what she said? Okay, go go right on ahead. You know, right. it's not gonna work. It just ain't working. Um, and and Judy, you're sort of like the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> am. <laughs> and, and, you know, but I now get on stage, you know, and I'm just, you know, I'm constantly saying, if you were offended by that, too too fucking bad but you know like bye you know because come on what what is that bye felicia now felicia changed her name to what is it to, to karen <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean how convenient is that so Judy, yeah. what is upcoming in in your immediate future especially hopefully uh if that if i can use it that way um after the covid virus is um do we, do any of us know the answer to that question? I mean, I'm doing, thank God, into September outdoor shows into the middle of September. And then I don't know. I mean, I'm doing virtual stuff. I'm doing, my book tour is virtual. Um, but I'll be writing and doing my work and making people laugh. And hopefully uh, I'll be voting <laughs> and I right. will do anything I can in my power to get that MF out of the white house. But, um, you know, I just, I, Oh, it's just awful. It's just so awful. You know, uh, this is what I think is so interesting, Judy, about you. To me, it's mind blowing because I had an interview. I think I told you about it. Um, I had an interview, uh, what, three weeks ago with, with, uh, John Bauman. Uh, he, he was Bowser from Sean on Yeah. Uh, back yeah. in the 70s an incredible artist he is um very funny man um he, he hey he could make his way in comedy but he has turned i guess a a a, a path a different path in his road uh, that he's gone down uh from being a a an entertainer that is to a political advocate um, because he deals with senior citizens in Florida right. and he, he helps them politically um, with a lot of things that are going on in Florida, specifically with a group that he's with. Um, and I am so amazed when, when I run into celebrities like yourself that see what's going on, but yet you're saying, you know what? Enough is enough. We've got to call it the way that we see it. Um, and, and you stand up both as a comic legend but as a an american citizen and you 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 say enough is enough there's no calling a truce in this you see what i mean right. judy yeah well that's the thing it's like it is enough is enough and a lot of people try to stay out of politics especially comedians but sometimes when you have a microphone um <laughs> and you know i'm not a huge celebrity by any stretch of the imagination but Sometimes when you have a microphone, you have a responsibility. And, um, you know, comedy lets, allows you to see the world through someone else's eyes and how they experience it. And, you know, my comedy, when I came out as a, a gay uh, parent, a lesbian parent in the mid-90s, I know I changed people's minds about marriage equality. And they saw, oh, oh, that's how they, oh, I see why, you know. Um, I mean, I used to do a bit about all the people that could get married and I couldn't, um, 
like Eric and Lyle Menendez, who got married in jail after, you know, murdering their parents. They had more rights than I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and Mary Kay Letourneau, who married her 12 year old suit, she had more rights. Jerry Sandusky, you know, and yet I am, who's in a, you know, monogamous relationship with two children can't get married. Um, and so those kinds of things really, maybe I, you know, change people's minds when they go vote. Um, just as, you know, comedians, I talk about comedians with disabilities who get on stage and break the stigma. Comedians with depression who get on stage and talk about that. It is a power. It is a weapon. It is a weapon. And um, if you're going to banish laughter, banish wisely because right. it's not... It's not good. Well, Judy, how long have you and your partner, how long have you been together now? This, well, I was with, uh, I've been with Elisa for 13 and a half years, but I was with my previous partner for 20 and I have two children. One is going to be 24 in September and one who is 19. You know, Judy, I, my partner and I, um, uh, we have been together. We just celebrated our 26th year. Oh, mazel tov. And <laughs> we were told 26 years ago that we would not last six months. Right. Well, that's, there you go. And, and, and oddly enough, all of these people uh, in, in both of our lives, on both sides of the house, so to speak, um, have been married, divorced, married, divorced, married, divorced, kids, right. kids, kids, right. um, and, and all this. And... You know, and, and then we're like, you know what, 26 years of this, but I, I still, in, in my mind, am uh, renewing every single day that honeymoon state of mind. Right. You have to. I mean. Every day. I, I got so annoyed. You know, they're doing these shows, these reality shows like Bachelor and Bachelorette and the people are getting married. And then when Britney Spears uh, got you know, married after, you know, she was married for like four days or something. I, I was like, come on, people. You know, yeah, we I just remember. want to visit each other in the hospital. We want to visit each other. We want to leave. We want a, a tax break like everyone else when, you know, the the federal inheritance tax. That's that's really what, what changed the whole course of action was a Republican um, issue, which is the taxes. But come on. You know, when when... LGBT people got married. They got married at city hall. They didn't go, you know, to churches and mosques and um, not and, and synagogues. They got married when they when when it passed in New York. The day it passed, it was the most amount of marriages at city hall. It was about our rights as human beings and about dignity. So you know, maybe my bed about all these idiots being able to get married you know someone heard it who had some well you know i know that that pat robertson the the preacher pat robertson and i do a, a pretty wicked imitation of this guy um but you know he continuously has put his foot in his mouth when it comes to to lgbt issues he always has um uh, but what religious figure hasn't um, right. It, they speak it out of out of stupidity. They speak it uh, their, their anger, their frustrations out because they don't know, and oh. so they're they're proving that they have well a butthole. All you have to say to prove that point is 
Dick Cheney is for gay marriage because his daughter is a lesbian. Okay. So if Dick Cheney is for gay, and I, if I agree with Dick Cheney about one thing, that's, that's progress. But I mean, everyone, you're, like this idea that we're, we're not born this way. I mean, come on, who's going to choose this? You know? Well, I think that you are who that you are. And, and Judy, as a funny lady, you are who you are. Um, not everybody can find something in life or a new story in life or something right. walking down the street and, and find a, a, a gold mine comically. Um, and, and you can do that. Joan Rivers could do that. She was an amazing character, an amazing oh, yeah. lady. And I've interviewed a couple of people that knew Joan Rivers um, personally and worked with her with with a, a an HIV and AIDS um, oh, uh, outreach. Yes. Yeah. And so, so Judy, are, do you work with any uh, any HIV or AIDS uh, group? Oh, I work with the Hetrick Martin Institute. Um, I used to work, actually, I volunteered one in the eighties. And not, when I started doing comedy full-time and I had the days free, I would work in the office at God's Love We Deliver, um, worked at the AIDS Walk New York, um, what else, Sage, uh, the Alley Forney Center, um, uh, GMHC, I've done, yeah, I, um, I really believe, you know, it's, it was a horrible crisis, but it was, I feel, the impetus for marriage equality, unfortunately. But, you know, I think, though, that, that it was voices like yours when it came to marriage equality um, that, that really st set a stage that people needed to see. Right. You know, I, I was always a, a comic who happened to be gay and not, as everyone likes to say, a gay comic because um, they have to pigeonhole everyone. But when you see a when you, you know, you see someone on stage talking about their kids and it's the same shit you're dealing with as a parent and you realize, oh, they're just like us. They, you know, that can change the world. Absolutely. But, you know, even Ellen DeGeneres um, <laughs> um, on, on television, um, when, when she came out, yes, that was record breaking. Yes, I applauded that. Um, you know, but it, it, it was her truth that was sort of, um, very carefully woven into the show that she was on at that point. Right. And, you know, as America inhaled deeply, now they're maybe finally beginning to exhale a little bit when it comes to the issue of same sex marriage mm -hmm. in Washington, I did the only statewide debate on the issue. Uh, Judy and and I had both sides uh, that were represented Republican and right. Democrat pros and cons um, and and for me as the moderator it was extremely difficult position uh, because I knew what I wanted but I could not uh, portray that on that show that I was right. that I was doing and and on the platform uh, because I had to give equal time for both parties. And, you know, that was difficult. And, Judy, with being a comic, do you find that you have to do more or less the same thing with routines? Like, okay, this is the good about it. Okay, but this is the bad about it. No. Uh-uh. Really? I, I feel like I have my, you know, a great comic has a specific point of view. And I feel like 
you know, you're there to hear how I see it. Um, and I don't need to give validity to something I don't agree with just to be fair. I mean, or what you think is fair. I feel like, uh, you know, this is where the funny is and I'm going to, I'm going to go there. Now, what do you think, Judy, about, um, which I think it's, this is cool, really. Um, but since COVID started, the, the Tonight Show, it, uh, their New York, uh, Fallon, um, has been doing their shows, at least for a while they were, um, remotely in his house. Right. He would still, still do his thing. Um, uh, uh, John Stewart, periodically, he still makes his, his and I love John Stewart. I think he's, he's legendary. I'd love to have him on. Um, but you know, a lot of these, uh, celebrities, a lot of these shows are being done in people's houses. Um, does it look, well, John Stewart is, you know, is no, it's not John anymore. It's, uh, you know, he doesn't do the show anymore. Um, no, I wish that he did. Yeah. Um, uh, John uh, Stewart and Colbert, if they got together, you know, that'd uh, be great. Yeah. You know, totally. Um, uh, but Judy had, ha Speaking, you were talking about reality TV, and I'm going to leave it uh, here, um, uh, Judy, so you can get get on with your day and have your cup of coffee. It's probably cold by now. Um, my I got name is G O N E. Yeah. Um, but speaking of reality television, have you ever watched um, Big Brother? No. Would you ever go on a Big Brother sh uh, series? I don't even know what it is. What is it? Oh, you'd be primed for it then. Um, it, it's a reality show, although the U.S. version of it, virgin of it, I don't like. I don't like it uh, because it is no. too sterilized. But uh, Big Brother UK, which was in uh, just outside of London, that mm -hmm. was absolutely the hit. Um, you know, you would see everything, you would hear everything. It was totally amazing. Um, a lot, lots of pranks. Um, right. lot, lots of, um, but at the end of it, there was one winner that would come out of it, um, with, with a million dollars, um, UK down in, uh, not UK, but uh, big brother, Australia was another one. Um, wow. that house burnt to the ground. Um, the house in, in London, uh, was torn down, um, because the series there ended, but the U S version still exists. So, Right. I don't know if you'd ever consider doing a, doing a reality show. I've done, um, I did Celebrity Wife Swap, um, and I've done some food shows, but yeah. So you did Celebrity uh, or, or Wife Swap? Right, Celebrity Wife Swap, yeah. Did you like it? Um, Not particularly. I mean, <laughs> it, it was interesting. We were the first same-sex couple on, um, but... I didn't like, you know, the kids were, you know, were not into it. They were felt um, invaded. So that was, that was hard for me. Well, did you feel that you were invading their territory or were they really invading well, I, yours? I, um, I felt like they knew what, you know, as much as I told them what it, it what was going to happen. It just, you know, it's reality. There's nothing re real in reality television. I'll tell you that right now. No. Oh, absolutely not. Um, I, I've yeah. interviewed um, a celebrity auctioneer um, that, that's on the A&E network. At least they were for several seasons. Um, uh, fantastic guy. Lovely wife. Um, she's an auctioneer as well. Um, and 
speaking six, seven different languages, I think he said. Um, right. Uh, very in intelligent uh, people. Um, but, you know, again, what you see on reality TV is not really what's going on. But right. Judy, I'd love to get celebrities on the show and, and folks like you that are that are willing to at least drop the curtain down just a little bit to give people an inside view of your life. Um, that, to me, is amazing, and I cannot thank you enough for doing it. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun. Hey, so, Judy, your website is judygold.com. And, and then uh, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's at judygold, J-E-W-D-Y, G-O-L-D. Oh, okay. So, folks, uh, do follow yeah, her. I'm you. <laughs> you are so funny. Um, you know, and then your book, if people want to uh, order your book, you can, uh, they can do that on your website, correct? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Or hey, anywhere you get your books. Hey, Judy, yes, it, is, it has been a, an absolute pleasure. You are, Thanks. you're legendary. Um, your appearances and what you've done, it, you know, in the past are, are just uh, second to none. And thank I can't you. thank you enough for the laughs that you've shared with America and the world. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, from my heart to yours, to God's ears, you know, truly, um, because it's legend, uh, legendary people just like you that, that make the world a funny place to live in. And we need more laughter. I think healing comes in laughter. Yep. You're so, not kidding. Hey, you've got about, um, I'll give you like a minute and a half or two minutes. What do you want to talk about besides coffee? Um, what I'm going to eat for lunch, because that's all I really care about right now. <laughs> Let's see, for lunch, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> TV dinners, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to make something good. I don't know what it is yet, but. All right, Judy. Well, hey, listen, I do greatly appreciate you for your time. And Thank being you for my having me. On. And I will, um, I will send, I guess, uh, Brittany. Um, some some information, uh, some links and things after uh, the show is edited out. Um, that way you can actually get a hold of it and spread it around okay. if you want to or just file 13, whichever that you decide to do. Okay. Thank you. All right, Judy, thanks so much. All right, take care. All right, you too. Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Judy Gold, she is a legendary artist, and I cannot thank her enough for her time uh, being on the live show um, upcoming on the live show ladies and gentlemen I am going to oddly enough but timely enough I'm going to be going into my prediction uh, for the 2020 election and who is going to win who I see that is going to win and what is going to be the actual dividing rod um, in America and it's going to be a show that, that is really going to make you sit back and think. So, without any further ado, folks, this has been the Robert Christian Show live from Seattle. It has been a joy and a pleasure having you on the live show. Be kind to yourself and find somebody and love them. <laughs>